0: We're continuing our series called Joy Stealers. And tonight, we're considering how fear is one of those things that's a part of our life that steals our joy. So I'm gonna start out with a little game, maybe call it an icebreaker. I know that's not supposed to come till the announcements, but breaking the rules. Most of you, I think, know each other well enough, maybe it's a little bit of an intense icebreaker, but uh, it's like truth or dare, but it's called fear or dream. And you exchange with one another, fear or dream, and then they have to share either a fear of theirs or a dream of theirs. So I'm going to give you a little bit to have time to exchange, think about it, If you don't feel like you can come up with one, not the end of the world, I get it. It's maybe like deep dive too early, but uh, we'll see. You know, even if it's surface level, you got to have something. Go ahead. (laughs) Sounds like most of you had a chance to share. Either people have some really funny phobias or some really outrageous dreams. I'm not sure which, but it sounded like a pretty jovial conversation. And, you know, I, as the preacher, I get to get out of the whole bit, so that's an upside. The Apostle John, if you would have asked him towards the end of Jesus' life what his fears and dreams were, I imagine it would have been something like this. If you asked him fear, it would have been that the last three years were just a dream. And that it was all going to disappear when Jesus disappeared. He had his dreams of sitting on the right hand in the kingdom with his brother James on the left. And in the upper room, the night before the crucifixion, all those things seemed to be in jeopardy. Those fears and dreams were keeping the disciples from seeing the truth, the true picture about who Christ was and what he was going to do and the hope and the joy that was going to be theirs. And then... Roughly 60 years later, the now-aged apostle writes this letter that we call 1 John to a congregation who he calls beloved, beloved children, beloved brothers and sisters. And the larger section from which our verse comes tonight sounds a lot like Jesus talking to those disciples before he was about to die and leave them. There's so many parallels, so many of the same words. You can just hear Jesus coming through John's mouth. Now, as an old man, having found that joy and the truth in everything that Christ had said, and now passing that on to others when he most likely Was soon to leave. Our text is 1 John 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We just got done talking about fears and dreams and now talking about the apostles' fears. And maybe as you hear this text, it sounds like it just adds another one to the list. Well, I, I do still have fear. I do still have these fears in my life Does that mean that love has not done its job on me? If I still have fears, does that mean that Christ and his work are incomplete somehow? We have to go to the broader context. To answer these questions the beginning of the paragraph starts this way God is love whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him in this way love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him The words for complete and perfect are the same. And they have the idea of something meeting the goal for which it was sent. To state what John says in our text tonight positively is that God loved you and he showed it in sending Christ to live and die for you. Not only that, but that then that love would overflow and fill and define your life. Another thing that's masked in the text is it says God is love. And then because in this world we are as he is. Love. And the context for this fear and this love, confidence on the day of judgment. That means two things all those fears that we've been talking about and thinking about, the fears about what my future looks like. Is there a spouse for me somewhere out there? Will I get the job? Will I be satisfied? Will I end up hating it? Am I smart enough for this class? What happens if I don't get the grades? Or the scholarship? Or I can't manage my work and my school? That means that John is not talking about those fears. He's talking about the fear of standing before the judgment and getting the guilty verdict. But that doesn't mean that this text has nothing to say about those other fears. Because in this world, we are as he is. John wanted to give, first of all, to those beloved brothers and sisters of his. He wanted to give them reassurance and confidence. In the beginning of the letter, he says that he writes so that they will have fellowship with the Father and the Son and with one another, and in that their joy will be complete. So what is this perfect love? Where is this love that casts out fear? What does it look like and how does that bring joy into our lives? To be As he is. When we're thinking about these gigantic fears or these questions that seem like only time will tell, John says, Let God show you. God the Father. Who did not keep what he loved, but gave it on behalf of the world. The Son, who gave it all up to do the Father's will, to come down here for us. John says, when we live like that, when we give, when we make the decisions in our lives based not upon ourselves and our fears and our dreams, but upon God and his love and his desire for you and for the world. In that place, we will know the perfect love that drives out fear when that love more and more informs the actions and the choices in our lives, we have confidence before God. And we have fellowship with the Father and the Son and with one another. That is where the joy is to be found. When I was studying this text initially, you know, sometimes whether it's Bible study or chapel or your friends sharing some scripture with you and it just doesn't land. Like you just kind of, eh, I should, I should feel good about that, but somehow it's just not doing the thing for me. I spent quite a bit of time in that place with this text. But it was that realization that I, I spend too much time in these fears and these dreams of here and now. That my life is very small and if I let my joy rest upon whether this or that does or does not happen that we all know is the recipe for worry and anxiety and fear And it's a difficult lesson, I think, maybe particularly for us in America, because we we feel like we have so much control, like anything is possible. We all can choose to study where we want. We can choose to study what we want. There are so many things that do not bind us. But the flip side of that is that we're often left to our own devices. So the Apostle John reassures us. He says, You want to know the love that casts out fear? You want to experience daily the joy that is ours in Christ Jesus? Be as God is in the world. The next time those fears come up, the next time you're facing that big decision, let that love, the love that God has shown for you in Christ Jesus, and then the love that He has put in your heart, let that guide those decisions and cast out that fear. And as that love overflows between believers, as that love overflows to the world, we will know the joy of God himself. For we will be in fellowship with him as he is with us. And that is not bound by this little piece of time we have on the planet that is eternal and that is the purpose for which God loved you loved you with a love that could not end loved you with a love that that will not end for you have begun an eternal life that is just going to continue and in that confidence we face the fears of today and the dreams of tomorrow and in that Our joy is complete. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, love, the love that you have shown us, informs the love that we show this world and one another. We ask that you would make that love complete in our lives Help us to live our lives with the selfless, sac- selfless, sacrificing love that you and your sh- your Son Jesus have shared with us. May that love come to define our lives more and more, and may that joy of knowing your love and living your love always fill and define our lives. We ask these things in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen.